Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Rent, Rave, and Read with me. My name is Tessa, and today I will be talking about After the Billionaire's Wedding Vows by Lucy Monroe. So, I actually really like this book. <laughs> um, a brief summary of it is it's, it's, it is a marriage in trouble book. Essentially, this husband <laughs> finally realizes that his wife is not happy and that he's been putting the wants and needs in his mother's feelings and his sister's feelings above his own wife's. And it's caused a lot of problems, but at this point, the his wife has just kind of just given up. It just is what it is in her mind. So our hero's name is Alexandros, and he, the heroine's name is Polly. So uh, Alexandros is a billionaire, and he's from Greece. And he met Polly on a trip to the U.S. and it was a pretty much a whirlwind romance and like they felt she fell in love with him she married him and his mother did not approve of her because she was American that was pretty much it like she wanted her son to marry a Greek wife that she felt belonged in their society and she felt that Pollyanna was beneath them so anyways uh the first year of their marriage, like, they end up moving in with Alexandra's mom because that's, like, their tradition or culture is that they move in with the his parents because they live in this big villa. And his dad had passed away. And so she thought, he thought it'd be easier for his mom if they moved in there, like, as a family. Well, his mom didn't want, obviously, I just said, you know, his mom didn't want him to be married to her. She didn't like Polly and she made no bones about it like she was pretty she made all these smart ass comments she was really spiteful it was pretty much I was emotional abuse you guys she was pretty awful and so was the sister so um like the first year Polly would like try to argue and she would try to make him like Alexandra see her side of things and he always would say like she was being petty or she's being jealous and she she shouldn't be jealous of his mom and that his mom mean well, means well and all this stuff so it's at this point it's I think it's four years into their marriage or maybe five and it starts off with their family dinner party and Polly's pregnant with their second child. They have a three-year-old girl and named Helena and then they are pregnant with a boy. And so <laughs> it starts off pretty good. And what I really like about this book is that the heroine has a backbone. Like in most Harley Quinn books, you guys like the hair, they just roll over and take pretty much whatever the hero shoves at him. But this one she was just like, I'm sorry about your feelings. I don't really care. I had to put up with this for five years now. Like, you can take you can take it a little bit. So, so at this dinner, dinner party, and his younger, Alexandra's younger brother just had gotten married. And he, uh, his mom was mad because he wouldn't put off the honeymoon to go to this banquet. And uh, he's talking to him, and he tells him, well, I am not going to put the wants of my mother above my wife because I want my wife to still be in love with me five years into my marriage so he was hinting at that Polly doesn't love him anymore because of the way that he lets their parents treat him and how he places their mom above her in importance so they're at this dinner party and uh his mom is like making sly comments at Polly and Polly's just kind of ignoring her and his brother's wife comes to her defense so then she gets mad at his brother's wife and snaps at the brother's wife and the brother snaps back at her and they make his sister makes this um smartest comment saying well you know greek men and how they are so protective of their wives 
and she's telling her mom and she's you know saying how protective her young the younger brother is of his wife and she goes don't you think so polly and she's and polly polly says no well i wouldn't know uh alexandra has never shown me the courtesy that his brother has shown his wife so they're in front of like their whole their family which is only like seven people or something like that she says pretty much says he's a bad husband and this doesn't sit well with him because it starts off in his point of view so he's like really butthurt about this you guys like really butthurt that she essentially said he was a bad husband no that her her brother-in-law was a better husband than he was so um they go and one thing that should be known is that he moved his wife out like so he moved polly out of this out of the city and into the country because i don't know i'll get to that in a minute because he's an idiot but anyway so it takes a 50 minute helicopter ride from where they are to his mom's villa and they have to do that every every week for a family dinner well polly's pregnant and she has a really rough pregnancy like she gets she gets really sick and she's tired and she her body doesn't handle it well so she's always in pain like she has a lot of pelvic pain and he just keeps going on and he's just like egging her on like because he wants her to take it back essentially that she didn't mean it and so he won't stop and then she just like lets him have it It was like a great speech she just goes on about how oh you like she's she just goes on about how he doesn't care about her like her feelings or any like her pain or anything she's going through and then she straight up ends it with you're not a bad husband alexandros you're a terrible one and he's like, oh, my God. So that dinner party opened his eyes to the fact that his wife is unhappy. And he didn't realize his wife wasn't unhappy because he works all the time. So he starts slowly but surely trying to, like, he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to be a bad husband. So it re- this really is a good book to have dual point of views because you're getting his point of view. And he's thinking, I don't want to be, a, like, I love her. I don't, I don't want her to be unhappy. I, I want, you know, I want to fix this. I want us to be together. But you get her point of view and she's thinking it's like a competition that he doesn't want his brother to be better at him than something. So he's trying to change because he wants to be a better, he wants to be a better husband than her brother-in-law. So she thinks it's just this huge competition thing. So, you know, he starts coming home a little bit earlier and then they have to go back to dinner at his no he switches the dinners to their house which she's like not thrilled about you guys she's just like what the hell why i don't want to i don't want to have to cater these people i don't even like right and so but he tells her that um they're gonna have lunches instead of dinners so that helena can be involved which is their three-year-old daughter and that polly can get more rest because she's pregnant and he asked her, well, why didn't you ever ask me to switch this before after Helena was born? And she goes, why would I ask you to do that? And he's like, for your comfort. And he, she says, when have you ever cared about my comfort? So, you know, like you get these little digs at him throughout this whole book. And so the mom and the sister show up and she, they immediately start doing like throwing barbs at Polly. And Polly's just kind of ignoring her, ignoring them, which is what she does now because arguing with them, trying to get Alexandra to defend her in the past just never worked in her favor and so but he he's now real he's now paying attention he's realizing these he's realizing these insults are like not constructive criticism because yeah he's that idiot he's like he's not a bad guy he's just totally clueless you guys he's totally clueless 
And so he like, he puts his mom and sister on notice, like right away. He's like, if you, if you're going to be disrespectful to my wife then you're not welcome in my home. And so the mom tries again to say that these family dinners are really important to me and like, and that your father started them. And so she's trying to guilt him and he's starting to realize that she did that a lot, that she would try to guilt him to get her away. And then in the, and then in the meantime, that would be probably usually at Polly's expense, right? So the dinner party doesn't go well. And it actually ends with him kicking the mom and the sister out, cutting the sister off and telling the mom that if her attitude doesn't change, that they won't be seeing each other is what, essentially what goes down. So, I mean, like, let me, this is how far the hero, like, Alexandra the hero went to please his mother. So, Polly's name is Pollyanna, I believe is Pollyanna, I'm pretty sure. But anyways, apparently that wasn't formal enough for his mother, so she called her Anna. And, uh, she told her, you know, I don't like Anna, that's not my name, my name, like, call me Polly. And she told the hero, and so then Alexandra started calling her Anna. And she's like, please don't call me Anna. And, uh, you know, it's not my name. And he tries to tell her, you never told me that you didn't want me to call you that. And she goes, yes, I did. Are you trying to rewrite history here? And then he thinks back on it and he actually starts to feel really bad. And he starts to realize, oh my God, like how I went so far to please my mom that I like, I, I changed your name. And he did. He says, you did ask me out to call you that. And I let Polly slip one too many times in front of my mother. So I started calling you Anna all the time for consistency. She goes, yeah, you did. So right away, he starts calling her Polly again. And he, you know, he's cutting back on hours. He's trying to spend time with them. He, they have a lot of heart to hearts. Um, he's, you know, he's like, says he loves her and stuff. And she says that she doesn't believe him. She feels like they, they're sexually compatible. And that's why they stayed together. And she even has gone. I took it, she went as far as to say that she contemplated divorcing, but then she found out she was pregnant. So after their first year of marriage, she kind of just gave up and then she found out she was pregnant and she was just, she said she found a way to be content with her marriage and their lives with her limitations. Because the hero had her doing all these things. Like he promised her he'd be a stay at home mom, but then he tells her that he, she has to do all these charity events and go to all these social events. And like, she's so busy that she hardly has, she has to plan time to make cookies with her kid. So she's a stay at home mom, but he has her social calendar so full that she can't even just randomly bake cookies with her daughter one day. And so he immediately he takes that and he actually has an assistant and she actually got an assistant because she needed a buffer between her mother-in-law and sister-in-law and her and out. And she thought her husband would kind of like have her back and be that buffer, but he never was. He always sided with the mom. So she got this assistant who pretty much was that buffer and was just like their go-between. And she would purposely, she purposely joined charities that were not in the same social groups as her in-laws, her in-laws, because they're just, they were just not good people. They really weren't. They were awful to her. And except for her brother-in-law and, you know, hit, his wife they they were her best friends and they actually made an effort to see her every week okay so he realizes he's doing wrong he talks to her assistant he cuts down her schedule he wants her to have more time at home to rest he fit, he knows he should have done this ahead of time he switches dinner so they're at home at their home and they're in the middle of the day so that she can rest more you know he's doing all these things to try to prove that he wants to change and he wants their marriage to be better and then, uh, 
So then we get to the house. So the house in the country. Okay. So he moved her there without talking to her. Okay. So she finally, it's like a year into their marriage. She finally has found her footing. She's found her own charity. She likes to be too. She's made her own friends outside the home. You know, she's finding herself. And all of a sudden he tells her we're moving to the country all the way out here. And, you know, that's it. He bought the house. He decorated it without talking to her. And she was really, really mad. Like, I mean, who wouldn't be mad about that? It's like she, they, uh, he was isolating her. And so then the mom and sister were telling her that he was sending her out there because he wanted their marriage to be over. And, you know, she kind of thought the same thing. Like, are you exiling me because you don't want to be with me anymore? And so they're talking about that. And she's like, you know, you didn't come home every night. You stayed at the apartment in the office, the apartment in that you, the penthouse, sorry, the penthouse that you own in the city. And so I mean, like, what was I supposed to think? You know? And like, the one thing I love about this book is like throughout the book, it's like, the hero really is genuinely remorseful. Like he didn't realize some things he did, he did with her interest. Cause he like, he tells her, I bought you that house cause I knew you were really unhappy living with my mom and sister. And I wanted to get you out of that environment. And so he did it with like the best intentions, but he didn't talk to her or take her feelings into consideration when he like spoke about it. Like he said he bought her a house in the country because she grew up in the country and she, he thought she would appreciate that. So he, he had his heart in the right place with that, but he, he executed it horrible. You guys like so bad, so horrible execution. And so, uh, so they're kind of just bumbling, doing their thing. And another thing that happens is the mom tells, uh, Alexandra that Polly seems really tired. So you guys should probably not be intimate anymore. And that really pisses Polly off. And that's like her final like straw with them is that she tells, well, okay. It's when she tells them off because she stopped fighting back. She was kind of just like, you know what? Say whatever you want to say. I don't have to see you that often. Like I ignore you. I'm going to live my own world. And, uh, she tells him, you know, she tells Alexandra, if you listen to your mother on this, you don't want to, you don't, you don't even want to know what the consequences are going to be. Essentially, what she's telling her. And she looks at his mom and says, this is the last time you try to drive a wedge between my husband and me and our marriage. And so her mom's, his mom's all like, oh my God, I'm so offended. I can't believe you would say that. Yes. Yes, lady. So anyways, uh, he has to go. So, you know, they're working everything. They're working on, he wants to work on their marriage. They're trying to work things out. They go and they stay in his apartment in the city and they find out, he, she finds out that he's had that apartment ready for them forever, but and he was just waiting for her to ask to visit, but she didn't think he wanted them there because she's like, you moved me to the middle of nowhere. Like, why would I think you wanted me with you? And so miscommunication is a big problem in this book, you know, just saying when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, but I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of on Polly's side on that side. I would have totally assumed <laughs> That, you know, if my husband moved me in with my awful in-laws and then knew I was miserable and then moved me into the middle of nowhere where I knew nobody and then continued to work in the city and and didn't come home every night, I probably wouldn't, ass I would probably assume he didn't want to see me either. I, I don't know. I mean, so, so they're talking about that, but then like, it comes out that Polly pretty much says that she doesn't believe that he loves her, that he just is sexually attracted to her. Like, that he likes to have sex with her and that he cares for her. But she says, if you love, you don't treat me the way a husband would treat 
a woman he uh, his a wife he loves he goes you are okay with being away from me you don't put my wants or feelings into consideration i'm not even on your priority list and so that really bugs him and so all of a sudden he tells her i don't think we should have sex anymore i don't think we should do this and so she's pissed like she's so livid because she goes you've been talking to your mom haven't you and he <laughs> tells her well yes i did but and i'm pissed too at this point but she said that if I wanted to fix our marriage, that I needed to withgo, like, give up, withgo my pleasures or something. And so Polly's, like, pissed. She goes, you know what? You want to do that? Fine. Pick up your... She's like, she picks up his clothes. She goes, you can sleep in the guest room. And he goes, I'm not sleeping in the guest room. And she tells him, no, you are. You're sleeping in the guest room. Like, you don't want to have sex and I don't want to sleep with you so you can move out. And so he does. And so he immediately regrets his decision. And... But at this point, like, Paul, like, so it goes back and, back and forth between their point of views. Polly's just thinking, you know, I'm done. I'm so done with this. Like, I don't even have the energy to fight with this anymore. Like, I'm going to tell you what I want to do, and that's what we're going to do. So the next morning, he comes and talks to her, and he's trying to tell her that he thinks he made a mistake about that. And she, she gives him her ultimatum. She goes, I'm not doing this with you anymore like I'm going to tell you what I want and that's going to be the end of it like I don't even I can't even promise I'm going to compromise with you anymore she goes because I've compromised this whole marriage and I'm done with this and he's like okay well tell me what you want and she tells him I want you to go six months without talking or seeing talking or seeing your mom and sister because I need to know that when we're if we're working on this marriage that you're in it and you're doing things from your heart and what you think are right and not because your mom's whispering in your ear which I feel like is really significant. I mean, like, because his mom does influence that. Like, his mom was the one who said that they should get a country home. His mom was the one that said she should decorate this. His mom's the one that said that she needed a stylist. You know, his mom's the one that insisted that he call her Anna. So his mom is a huge, like, his mom is a huge problem in their marriage. Like, a huge problem. And But it's also his problem because he lets his mom dictate that kind of stuff. Because he's too afraid to hurt her feelings. And so... He's like, you, you want me to do that? Like, and she goes, you know, that's what I need. And then he's like, well, what about the birth of our son? And she goes, I don't want her there. I don't want anybody around me when I'm vulnerable like that. And so he agrees to this. And so they, they're still sleeping in separate rooms. They're dating and stuff. Everything's going okay. They're getting to get, getting to know each other again. And this idiot tells <laughs> God, I... <laughs> He just is like, he's so stupid, you guys. Like, I don't even hate him. He's just such a dumbass. So they're having a good day. They're baby, they're shopping for baby furniture and stuff. And he, they start talking about somehow his parent, his mom and sister come up. And his, his wife, he says something like, well, they're your family too. Oh, and he makes, oh, so he, they're your family too. And she's like, they're not my family. They're not your family. You don't treat your family that way. And then he says, well, I won't see them until you're ready to see them. And then she's pissed. She's like, what kind of underhanded tactic is that? So you're going to sit there and tell me and make me feel guilty for you not seeing your mom. Oh, I guess I should backtrack because she said, I shouldn't have made that comment. It's not right for me to tell you that you can't see your mom or your sister or talk to them because I would be upset if I couldn't talk to mine is what she tells him. And so that what leads to this conversation. He says, well, I won't talk to them until you're ready to talk to them and like forgive them is what he's saying. And she's, so then she's pissed. She, and that's when she says, this is, that's some under tactic bullshit right there. Like, what is this crap? Like you're trying to guilt me into forgiving your mom so that you can see her. 
And so she was pissed, like really, really pissed. And so they get to talking and he tell you know, he apologizes and he says that he's sorry he didn't mean it that way. And that he is start just now starting to like kind of realize just how much his mom has messed up. And that he ends it with, and I truly believe this because he ends it with, if you never want to see my mom again, then that is okay with me because she hurt you and I won't allow anyone to hurt you. And she says, that's not realistic. And he goes, it is realistic because I'm not going to let somebody in our, in our lives that hurt you that way. And I, it's important to note that during this whole time, she's still letting his mom see their granddaughter or well, her granddaughter. So their daughter, she just has her sister-in-law take her, but her granddaughter doesn't have, I keep saying grand. <laughs> she doesn't have a very good relationship with her granddaughter because she's always insulting Polly. And so like kids pick up on that. They do. And so, you know, that's kind of how it ends. Like she's, and, and he's telling her that, you know, like he'll never let him hurt her again. And then he just wants her to love she, he just wants her to love him like she used to love him. Like that she knows that he knows she doesn't love him anymore after everything that he's put her through and all the hurt he's caused. And he actually starts crying. You guys, he's, he starts crying and she tells him, he, she goes, I never stopped loving you. Like you idiot. It's not like I didn't. And so then he like, he's like, you love me. And so she's like, yeah, of course I love you. And then he's bawling. So yeah. So, and then that's kind of the end of the book. And then they have the epilogue where they have the baby where it says that she did end up caving last minute and let the, the uh, Alexandra's mom come to the hospital to see the baby. But that was after, so that would have been like six months of not talking to her. And she had reached out with, a, I guess, a wrong letter apologizing. And she seemed, and they talked on the phone a few times and she said that she seemed different, that she wasn't throwing insults and she seemed genuinely remorseful and that Alexandra had started seeing her once a week for lunch but that his sister had not come around and that he had cut her out of his life and that she wasn't welcome if she was going to be like disrespectful to his wife and that's kind of how it ends I will say like so I, I liked it I really do like this book like I've read it probably a few times and I will probably read it again I genuinely believe that in that like Alexandra's remorse like he felt truly horrible like he was an idiot he really was like it took him being told he was a horrible husband for him to realize he was being a horrible husband and I am on the fence with a mom with the mom thing because I mean like I know all about horrible in-laws and I just I can't I don't know I that seems I guess like everybody deserves forgiveness right you guys but this mom was just awful. But I guess she did get her competence. I mean, her son, her oldest son cut her off for six months. And she only saw her granddaughter once a month. Which, honestly, that was the norm. But, and then, you know, so she probably did have, like, a growth. I feel like if that was on page, I would have believed in her remorse a lot more than him just saying that. Like, I think we need that confrontation on page to feel better about it. Well, I really liked it. Um, let me know what you guys thought. You know, if you liked it or if you didn't like it. And next week's episode is actually going to be A Perfect Marriage by Lori Bright. I'm going to stick with the Harley Quinns. I really like this book a lot. If you do not like cheating in your books, then go ahead and skip this book because this is a cheating book. Um, feel free to reach out with any recommendations or opinions. Um, the email is listed in the episode description, or you could also go to the, my Facebook page and let me know what you guys think. And until next time, I will see you later.